I'm not that smart. Oh, I think you're smart. They well, let's said. see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all judgment. <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics like we found within it. Today we look at the numbers for Brandenburg Prussia along with your comments. Listener feedback! Much like Brandenburg Prussia, let's go, 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 go! Alrighty. <laughs> Wait, it doesn't count in you, man. <laughs> yes. Are people keeping score at home? <laughs> this is our Lightning England loophole. Yeah. <laughs> destroy. Destroy effect. Destroy effect. You say A L R I G H T Y. Alrighty. Yeah. <laughs> Listener feedback, my favorite. Here love, we go. Love numbers, episodes. quantifiable data. Well, we're numbers guys, as you all know. Yeah, I appreciate a good statistic and how that can inform my gameplay choices. Of course. In various things. So, let us now look at the data from the survey and all the comments that you had. Let's just get right into it. We got a top five. We got a bottom five. We got honorable mentions. Yes. So, let's go and start off with the bottom five. So, in fifth place, 27% of all voters voted for shifting memory. Interesting. I, I see it. I totally I see it. see the other side, too. What if yep. you ever pull a really good major? Yep. Turn one. You are flipping the coin with this character. True. Shifting memory has abysmal board control at the start. Yes. You have many powers, and three of them target lands. <laughs> Of your starting six. Nice. Ooh, that's not good. Yes, I know your second and eight targets a land, but I'm referring to the fact that it doesn't change anything there. Let's see. One prevents Dahan from dying. Okay. Blight. One is defense, which actually is pretty good. And the other one gets you fear. Okay. And like we've stated <laughs> in the last episode or previously, fear is tough to win on these peeps because they move so fast you probably won't get to the end of the fear deck. So the thing is, is you don't have anything you need, and you're slow. Not like egregiously slow, but like standard slow. So Ryan, here's what you do. You stack the deck, put Paralyzing oh, Fright on yeah. the top card. Yeah, oh, you yeah. cheat, and then you win. So Shifting Memory has fantastic major power potential. So what this means is that Shifting Memory can find a clutch card and can go ham, potentially. You have stated in a solo right. game that you've done that with yep. Memory. Yep. So this is why it is perfectly fitting, in my mind, that Shifting Memory is here, both on the bottom five, but at the bottom of the bottom five. Bottom five because they have abysmal board control. They cannot influence the board very well at all in the beginning. But their capacity to, yes, I know it's risky, but find a really nice card and just spam it. But because you have less turns, it becomes riskier. I know. It is still a risk, but are you willing to flip that coin? Hey, some people might. Yeah. So that could be fun. I could see that being an interesting Interesting, invigorating challenge. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. On to number four. Number four. Thirty-two percent of all voters voted for our number four, who is Base Shadows. So I think we just need to stop voting for Base Shadows. We understand <laughs> their limitations. We get it, fam. <laughs> stop beating up the shortest. All right, well, the let block. me just go down the checklist of why Base Shadows is bad. Okay. 
They have a terrible <laughs> starting board position. How's their turn one, Ryan? Is it great? Oh. <laughs> you must do growth option three. You must. You have incredibly clunky tracks, a very interesting starting hand that gives you the wrong elements. Wrong elements! I want a Shadows episode! (laughs) Hold back, John. Contain yourself. Okay, Okay, so Shadows can't escalate nearly at the much-needed efficient or much-needed speed that is required to take down Brandenburg Prussia consistently. Yeah. So, base Shadows, once they can get to their 3-3, 3 energy, 3 car play, Starts to look a lot better. Oh, I think shadows. But guess what you need to get there? You need time. <laughs> guess what you don't have? Right. Here's what's up. You just grow <laughs> twice. Do your middle options. Grow two presents, right? No. No, you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> no double presence placement for you. It's so interesting because Shadow's mid to late game, honestly, pretty strong. It's yeah. just that early game, you're the weakest spirit of all time. Have you ever seen the movie Enemy at the Gates? No. It's a World War II movie okay. set in Stalingrad. Ooh. And there's a quote there from a Russian commissar that says, Vodka is a luxury we have. Caviar is a luxury we have. Time is not a luxury we have. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's true with shadows against Brandenburg Prussia. I'm sorry, just bang the microphone. <laughs> you do not have time. So it's like, hey, base shadows gets good. Like three turns in, three turns is the mid game, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, you're dead. So now we have number three of the bottom five. Thirty-six percent of all voters voted for Shroud of Silent Mist. I don't know if I see this one. I Maybe? understand it. But it's in the same way that most people need to be educated a bit on how not bad Mist's early game is. People always look at Mist with, oh, their early game is awful. They need help. They need this, whatever. Well, there is this opening play that I like to do with Mist that completely accentuates and accepts all the flaws in their early game and consolidates all of it to your first turn. Okay. Turn two onwards, you are a beast. And so you have to sacrifice a few things, I will admit, but what you gain is a level two lost in the swirling haze from then on. Nice. From turn two onwards. And that is critical. And Spirit Island is a game of making sacrifices. Yep. And you can't put out all the yep. fires at once. You may ravage twice on your first turn, but it will never happen again. Okay. And you will just be in control of the board for the rest of the game when you play with that particular strategy. I can't wait I'd to like hear. to show it to you all maybe someday somehow. So getting into our number two, 39% of all voters voted for Base Earth. Okay, I Mm -hmm. am starting to see it more. I think that defense can be really helpful. I think it can be very helpful. So the stalling year perfect stillness people think of. Yep, I will have a comment to make once we discuss our number one, but I'm not going to say it now because I don't want to spoil it, but my statement will apply to base Earth as well. But you're right. The defense is quite nice. It's a really nice thing. They're adding a bunch of people. You can get defense in multiple lands without having to play power cards. Yeah, sacred sites. And then you have a power card that can do defense. You may not be the fastest character, but you are consistent. Pick up some Dahan moving powers. There you go. Bing, bang, boom. Sword and shield build. Sword and shield. I will say, though, I do think that Earth's inability to deal really good damage without Dahan is probably a big factor here. Yes. Because guess what you need to use Dahan effectively? For rituals of destruction. You need time. You need time to get Dahan to where you need to go. You need time to get them there. Yeah. Yet, Devil's Advocate... 
draw of the fruitful earth can still gather bad guys. And when you gather bad guys, you can keep them from building, keep them from exploring, yeah. gather the Dahan, and you can still hit them. I'm not saying base earth is going to be the best. So base earth can't deal damage without Dahan, and it's going to take time to use Dahan to get them where you need to go to deal that damage. Correct. Although an effective strategy in most places here, that's just taking too much time. So Earth is another major power user. Not that it is on the level of shifting memory where it's complete randomness, but I mean, if you draw a good major right. and you are ranked up on energy, you can just keep spamming that major, and because there's not really a bad reclaim loop with Earth, because you're always no. placing presence. Earth has probably the single best reclaim cycle. You're always placing presence. I will say, though, that people voted for base Earth. Like you said, getting a lucky major early can be quite helpful yeah. for shifting memory. Resilience Earth does major powers a bit better, in my opinion, than base Earth. Because since you're not going to be using Dahan, you already have a card that's lined up to be like, get rid of you uh, in place of a major. Good point. So, Resilience Earth would probably do better than base Earth, and I think Might Earth would do a lot better than base Earth because you can get more card play, and since more cards are going out there, you yourself are just getting more effects out there. Oh, Might Earth is my favorite mm -hmm. Earth. But to those who didn't participate, I want you to know, as if you couldn't figure this out already, but just standing for the record, that in our surveys, we do in fact make differentiating choices between the aspects. And people voted for base Earth. Okay. So yes, the fact that I'm saying I think Resilience and Might Earth would do better is reflected already in people's votes. Mm -hmm. And look, people said base Earth. So, here we are at number one. This is controversial. It is. And I actually can't wait to discuss it. Ooh. 42% of all voters voted for serpent slumbering beneath the island. Wow. So, here is the statement that I was going to make earlier. Okay. Look at this bottom five. And especially the top three. The top three, serpent, base earth, mist. These are characters who are known to be slow. They have this stigma of being a slow I think people are voting spirit. because of that stigma. Okay. More than their actual effect. Have people actually Why? tried serpents against serpent rainbow pressure? Serpent actually isn't so bad. <gasps> what? How dare you say that? But they're slow. Yeah, they're slow, but guess what? They're slow in your head because people keep saying they're slow. People keep telling you they're slow. They're not as slow as you think. Well, we, you, you keep hearing, Mist is slow. Mist isn't as slow as you think. Right. You keep hearing these characters are slow, so you automatically think that it's reinforced in your head that that notion must be true because you, you keep hearing it. You think Serpent, you think I need to get to my awakened stage where I'm at. it's true that your late game is stronger than your mid to early game. No one contests that. But you're not useless in your no. early game. No. Guess what Serpent has that no one else has? An area of effect defense. An area of effect defense. Oh, is it Elemental Aegis. You can block in a land and all adjacent lands. You can drop this massive shield. Guess what high-level Brandenburg Prussia is throwing against you? They ravage in four lands turn two. Multiple lands. Out the gate, Serpent can be like, yo, two defense in seven lands, four lands, six lands, whatever it turns out to. Whatever you're adjacent to. So the fact that you can just be like, kapow, defense. Yes, it is true that some other characters can grow faster than Serpent can. But guess what those characters don't have? A 
really freaking good defense card. I think it's true. I don't think there's any other card like it. Mm -hmm. There's like Winds of Rust and Atrophy where if you have the threshold, you can defend in multiple lands. But I don't think it's every single adjacent land. Mm -hmm. No. No, I Ooh, will... Ooh, what if you have Finder playing too? Oh, wait. Hey. Then things get loopy. Then things kind of get fun. Open the ways, multiple adjacencies. Entwined Power. <laughs> Serpent is a character that really likes Entwined Power. Let's break the game. Let's do it. Speaking of breaking the game with Serpent, I recently had a fantastic game with one of my buddies. It Call was him so out. Good. Hi, Seth. Hey, Seth. Hi, buddy. <laughs> it was so great. We had a lot of crazy fun, and we kind of indulged a little bit. Okay. And I think I'll go in detail about what stupid things we did later at some other time, because I want to keep this focused on Brandenburg. Oh, okay. We were not playing Brandenburg, but we were playing with Serpent. But we had times when he would play that card, and since he had Power Storm, he would go and copy Elemental Aegis. Can I read what the card does? Just yeah. Okay, so it is a fast power, obviously. It is cost one. Defend two in target land and all adjacent lands. For every presence on your deep slumber track, defend one in target land and all adjacent lands. So this can stack! Yep. So it gets better as the game goes on. Yes. To those of you who don't know, Serpent has this mechanic where to wake up faster, they actually absorb the presence of other characters. Hmm. But the thing is, is to whom you have absorbed presence throughout the game, Serpent will additionally bequeath bonuses. And who do those bonuses go to? They don't go to the whole team. They only go to the characters who he has consumed. So you may be losing presence, but that's actually a good thing. You want to become absorbed. Elemental Aegis takes advantage of these absorbed presence mm -hmm. and it actually gets more. Stacks. So where I'm going with this before I return back to the main topic at hand yes. was that Seth was able to copy Elemental Aegis and we were defending 14 lands. What? <laughs> with one card that was repeated because he put it in one land and he was able to defend seven lands. And then it was conveniently seven other lands elsewhere. That's incredible. So it was insane. Point being, when you have Brandenburg Prussia that is going everywhere and quickly, yeah. you can literally cast a net of safety. Who else can cast a net of safety and defend 14 lands? Only Serpent. Yes, Downpour can go and cast a very good net as well. I think Downpour can cast a heavier net that doesn't reach as far. I think Serpent can cast a net that covers more area. A wider net. Even if it doesn't defend as much. Yep, I agree. But 42% of all voters said that Serpent ain't so hot against. So I think this is what this podcast is for. Let's just open people's minds a little bit. Yep. To different play styles. Mm -hmm. Maybe they think Serpent's slow, mm -hmm. Brandenburg fast. Don't want either of those. Yep. But yep. we are saying you can. You can. I'm not saying ignore facts. Okay. Okay. But don't be afraid to have fun with risks and learn some truths about it either. Because honorable mentions. Look at the first honorable mention that people voted. We're not alone in this thought, John. All right. Serpent made it into the honorable mentions. As one of the best spirits. As one of the best spirits. Remember how before with Hasberg I was losing my mind because people said that Wildfire was one of the worst and yet also yeah. people said they were one of the best? In a similar way, look at this. The number one worst voted spirit was Serpent. Yet at the same time, Serpent is one of the honorable mentions for the best. So we have a divided base here. Yep. This is what I was referring to when I said we have some contesting thoughts. And I think it's kind of cool. I think it I'm is cool. not saying the battle will be as easy for Serpent as it will be for other spirits, perhaps like Thunder 
Speaker, maybe, or for Wildfire, especially if Green is on the field, because those characters, or even sure. Fangs, yep. these are characters who, in my knowledge base, are fast. But are they the worst serpent? No. No. I cannot I say that. I would say so. That elemental Aegis helps you so much. And it gets also, better Also, you can move towns on. with serpents. Oh, yeah. And guess what? Conglomerating bad guys into spots and smacking them harder? Not bad. And guess what? If you're playing with a buddy, you can make them stronger. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't quote-unquote awaken, you yep. are still buffing someone else yep. and defending. I think it's a great spirit, honestly, for Brand for Prussia. Yep. Let's look at the number one honorable mention. Keeper. Hey. Keeper of the Forbidden Wilds. Interesting choice. Wilds tokens, I think. I think the Wilds tokens are pulling a lot of weight here. If you stop the Explorer, you stop everything against Brandenburg Prussia. Yep. And with Keeper's second and eight, spreading Wilds, you can go and push bad guys. And if the land is clear... Put down a Wilds token. Put down a Wilds token. So even in a small way here, you can go and push bad guys. Stop a build. And then and, prevent an Explorer. And prevent the next one. Bing, bang, boom. Yep. So you are cleaning. A little bit of a sweeper. So you're just kind of like sweeping the bad guys into like a dustpan kind of thing. And Keeper is also one that can grow every turn. Yep. And Keeper has some fun tricks up their sleeve to do some really good damage as well. Oh, yeah. A lot of people dislike Keeper's what they call unbalanced composition because Keeper has the ability to place two presents every single turn with the way that their spirit panel is constructed. So a lot of people say that if you do the spam two presence placing option every single turn, that is quote unquote cheating and that's unfair. That is how you attain the unfair keeper. Because they get too rich too fast with it. They get too rich too fast. Yeah. And you can kill a lot of things. Yep. Against this adversary, though, that's what you need. Oh, yeah. I'm not here to start the conversation on whether keeper is properly balanced or not balanced. They need to get nerfed. I'm telling you simply, this spirit is known for something that can make them go faster. And it is no surprise to me when I see that a spirit who is capable of going faster will look favorably to the eyes of people who voted on our survey against an adversary who also goes fast. And you have to pull a major earlier for Brandenburg Prussia. Oh, look, Keeper can afford it earlier because their energy track's amazing. Yep, Keeper is fantastic. And so this does not surprise me in the slightest. But now let us go into the top five. Woo! Top five! So, in fifth place, we have a three-way tie between Trickster, Ocean, and base river. I think there needs to be like caveat or hyphen or uh, asterisk for some of these. This probably is the most surprising of the whole thing. Okay. Between the bottom five, the top five, the honorable mentions, the fifth place for the top five is the most, huh? Really? How uh, about that? Okay. I did not see Trickster coming. Trickster can, you know, strike things early. So yep. maybe that turn to Ravage isn't the worst thing. I can see it. I'm just saying that's not the first one I would have thought For of. For the top five? Right. I wouldn't think of Trickster because you're not doing the best damage. You have the but, overenthusiastic arson, but you might blight early. Right. But let's see what happens could actually work really good for you here. I mean, it's like we're saying about shifting memory. It's just completely right. random. It's chance. Who knows right. what's I mean, going to happen? There's a lot of people back there. And you're just like, okay, let's see, we have drought. Pow, you know, like, that'd be nice, but you had to pull drought. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, that can happen. I just don't know if I want chance in my top five, and I'd love Trickster. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I wouldn't want chance either. I'm just trying to say, why would Trickster be here? Well, uh, that can happen. It could. It Think, could. Good things could happen. Yep. 
Ocean. Ocean can kill lots of bad guys. Yeah. Very good at killing bad guys. It's just the range. That's the only problem. So just if you playing keyboard. <laughs> yep. Well, here's another thing, though. Remember how Brandenburg Prussia had one thing that wasn't removing an invader card? Add a town to land three. Land three. Huh. What's land three? That sounds like a coastal land, Ryan. Yeah, so Ocean can immediately go and be like, hey, someone else, yoink. Yeah. Dead. Because so. Ocean gets a choice on their setup to place a presence mm-hmm. to whatever coastal land they want. And on turn one, you can drown a town. Just go to land number three every time. Bam, you have just negated Brandenburg Prussia's level one perk. There you go. There goes that difficulty. Yep. So Still not the best because it usually will take you time to find reaching upgrades yeah. that will allow you to access inland lands. So in this way, I can see why they're low on the top five. But also not the worst. But their killing factor is really good. Yeah. When I think of conditionary attackers, I think of Vengeance and I think of Ocean. What do I mean by that? These characters need something to happen before they can go on a killing spree. In Ocean's case, they need to find reaching cards. Or cards have really, that allow them to reach. Or have really controlling counterpart buddies yep. playing with them. In Vengeance's place, they need to set the board with Blight. Yep. Once these conditions have been met for either character, they can go on a killing spree. And just seem like the most destructive spirit ever. Yep. Then we have Base River. This is the asterisk that I was talking about. Yeah. I think with Base River, you need to have lightning there against Brandenburg mm-hmm. Prussia. Base River has many, many slow powers. The mm-hmm. only fast powers they have is Boon of Vigor, whoop de doo Yeah. That does nothing to the board. And Flash Floods, which is expensive to either do one damage along the inland. You don't want to spend right. two to do one damage. Or along the coast. But then there's Massive Flooding. But Massive Flooding, <laughs> but that's... Uh, massive Flooding's incredible, but there's a lot of slow powers that River has with yeah. massive flooding, or you have wash away, or you have river's bounty. Those are all slows. So I feel right. like you need lightning to kind of speed you up a bit against these That'd fast nice. people. You know what's funny? Base River has been on the top five of each adversary we've covered. Don't worry, when England comes around, they'll <laughs> drop on down. In Russia's episode, they were fourth place. Nice. Habsburg, they were fourth place. Okay. Now they've dropped to fifth place. It's almost like they're a really good spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, in my personal experience, with River at times being on the slower end, yeah. and Brandenburg going so quick, I think it is beneficial if someone pulls a power card that can make someone fast, mm. or if Lightning's on the team. Right. Hey, speaking of that character... Wait a second. Fourth place, 25% of all voters voted for Base Lightning. Makes sense. Are you going to argue it? It has to be Base Lightning. (laughs) Yeah. It has to be. Immense is too slow. Yes. Pandemonium doesn't do damage as much. And Wind isn't as fast. Takes away the special rule. Wind does. So Base Lightning is still the fastest and the most destructive. It's the fastest spear in the game. Yep. But I think there's still going to be those reclaim loops. So you're going to have downturns. Yep. So I don't know. That is why they are at fourth place. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So you're going to be really fast and knock them, knock them, knock them. But then you're down a turn and guess what Brian Prussia does? (laughs) They move too fast. (laughs) They move too fast. You can't have downturns. We talked about in the last episode. You cannot blink. You cannot (gasps) take a breath with them. You can't. It's true. So. Here we are at number three, the bronze medalist. It's actually a tie between two spirits. Okay. Lure and Fangs. Hey. Hey. Love Fangs. I totally see it. Lure can clear board, turn four, turn five, regardless of who the adversary is. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, hey, look. That's still useful. It's almost like they are exceptionally good spirits. <laughs> I can't wait to you know, our tier list. you're right. It would appear that way, wouldn't it? <laughs> Wayman, speaking of, you talked about River being the top five. How has Lure been on the other ones? Lure was in fifth place for Habsburg. Okay. Lure was first place for Russia. Lure has been here every single time. I think Lure's going to stay there for a lot of the time. <laughs> for a lot of it. <laughs> Lure's a very good spirit. Lure's a very good spirit. I love anytime there's a, you can do this and this. Yep. And I love having those options. I love unique growth options. Oh, yeah. Green is unique. Yep. Lure is unique in the same way. Keeper. Keeper is unique because you can get two. And... And serpent and star. Yes, yes, yes. But the thing with lure and green, though, is that it's not pick two. That's true. This They're and unique that. for another reason. Oh, that's a good point. Because they have something exclusive to them. Green is no matter what you do. In addition, always do this. Love that. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always grow. Lure is you do this and this. And within those, you get to pick. And that way, lure is the green of Jagged Earth. Uh, that's how my mind looked at it anyway. And lure is so good. Obviously, at gathering. So you are able to stop mm-hmm. those builds that Bramber Prussia does yeah. if you're able to lure in to explorers. Hey, they're exploring all these lands. Guess mm-hmm. what? I can softly beckon ever inward. You can use that and you can pull two of this, two of that, two yep. of that. And it's amazing. Yep. Ah, yes. Lure and green. Two S-tier plant bros. Yeah. <laughs> that have wonky growth options. These plants are so strong. You'd never think of it. I know. And then, of course, Keeper also S-tier. Yeah. In many another plant-based yep. spirit. So who are they tied with? Fangs, as we said. Fangs, someone else who is incredibly fast right out the gate and can prevent build. Is Fangs the best out of the gate? It's either between Fangs and Wildfire to me. Oh, yeah. Yep. I will comment on this statement after we have completely divulged the top five. All right. Because I have a comment about this, but in order to make this comment, I would have to reference someone who is yet to be. All right. No spoilers. Let's keep going. Even though it will be described and revealed in like, what, three minutes? (laughs) But (laughs) but no, Fang's very consistent in how fast they can deal their damage every single game. You get to do damage with beasts. And you can quickly get your top energy track, the elements that you need, to trigger ranging hunt every single turn. And that's amazing. And that's what you need. You can get beasts out there. And the thing that's nice is you don't have to worry about any strength range or additional conditionary effects that Brandenburg Prussia is doing. They don't do anything. And they don't add extra blight or something weird. They don't have a gimmick. It's just the clock. Because Sharp Fang's biggest weakness is the blight. Right. But they don't do anything with blight. They don't do blight. Or like you said, no additional loss conditions. And prey on the builders is going to be really good here. Stopping a build? Oh man, that's going to slow them down a lot. So strong. So not only can you stall them a decent bit, but you can also go and keep attacking them constantly. Sure, Sharp Fangs won't have the high damage numbers that other spirits can reach, but it's consistent. Yep. And it's fast. And you can stall a little bit. This is a all-round, well-wrapped package. Especially against Brandenburg Prussia. Yep. I am very satisfied with seeing Fangs in third place. Nice. So, here we are going on to our silver medalist. 39% of all voters voted for a spread of rampant green. The fastest spirit at growing in the game. (laughs) Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Are you shocked? I'm not. (laughs) Nope. Also, someone who is one of the best stallers in the game. I once said that Earth and many minds are probably some of the best stallers in the game, and green should have been mentioned in that list as well. Definitely. Because green can stall so great, whether it's ravages or whether it is builds, like we described very much so in last episode. It is still quite salient here 
and I'm glad that the majority of people see this as well. Green can keep pace with Brandenburg Prussia oh, yeah. and can neuter all of their extra fast builds. Not that the builds have increased in speed, but it's just that since they have a stage three card so early, you're going to be needing to stop a lot more ravages quickly. Mm-hmm. But you can do that. Sure, you may spread yourself thin. Like but you can butter. still defend as well. Yeah. Right. Like butter scraped over too much bread. It's not the first time we've said that quote either. But we have to have a quota every time. Every single time. (laughs) We're contractually obligated. We have to. There you go, Grant. (laughs) But yes, green is just fantastic for the speed. It's kind of funny because the presence repositioning rule that was listed in the base rulebook is something that almost every spirit will never use. Yeah. Unless you are a green main. Then you will be made aware of this quite quickly. Sometimes if you're a wildfire main, you will learn this as well. It is rarely relevant, but whenever you would add a presence from your presence track, you may instead use one of your presence from anywhere on the island. This is most often useful if all of your presence is in play, but you can still reposition it. Oh, hey, guess who's going to want to do that? Oh, green. When I'm fully upgraded, I have no presence on my tracks by turn four. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you can just go ahead and it's funny. When I read that the first time, like, yeah, that's... Never use it. That little text box on the side of that page in the rule book, that's basically green's little... (laughs) Yeah, that's true. This snippet is I just for green players. <laughs> I'm very happy to see green in second place. I was thinking they might end up in first, but now mm-hmm. seeing first, it makes sense who's in first. Yep. Alrighty. And now for the gold medalist. Hey. It's actually two gold medalists. Oh. We have a tie for first place. This is actually the first time we have ever had a tie for first place. 44% of all voters voted for... Heart of the Wildfire and Thunderspeaker. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Wildfire coming. We all saw Wildfire coming a mile away. And Thunderspeaker, a lot of people may not have thought about this, but Thunderspeaker can hit hard. Yeah. And can hit hard early. And defend. So here's my comment that I can now make. Between Fangs, Wildfire, and Thunderspeaker, I think Fangs deals the least amount of damage, but the most consistently. Okay. I think Wildfire is in the middle, and I think Thunderspeaker is the least consistent because you'll have to position them to your liking. But can hit the hardest. But of those three, easily easily hits the hardest. The damage ceiling on Thunderspeaker is ridiculous. We had that one attack that Laura did for one card, 60 damage. Wait. That's 6-0, not 1-6. Oh, did she pull a major to do that? No. Oh. It's your starting hand. Oh, how nice. Yeah, Thunderspeaker is insane. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Thunderspeaker display just this ridiculous, apocalyptically large attack before, it's quite cool. And it's using the Dahan that are already on the board. Yeah. Which you already start the game with six of. Sharp Fangs doesn't nearly have that many tools at his disposal at game start. Thunderspeaker's like, okay. (laughs) So, of course, in Thunderspeaker's case, you won't ever get more Dahan unless you have someone else do it. Fractured Days or River. River! Or you find a card to do it. It's interesting that someone who uses so much Dahan has no way of getting more of them. Mm. But then again, they'd be kind of be OP if they could. So Thunderspeaker's kind of already sometimes OP. Yep, so Thunderspeaker's job is to keep alive the people who are already there. Sharp Fangs just has to get them out there. That's the struggle each of them have, but Wildfire Thunderspeaker, yes, 
totally get it. No Thunder qualms. Speaker can be like, get over there. Heck, you're probably going to have Dahan accidentally already perfectly positioned for oh, you. Yeah. So let's just go and kapow. And hey, guess what Brandenburg Prussia has no defense against? Destroy effects. Let's go use it. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like that defend three card the Thunder Speaker has. Like, you kind of have everything in your kit. Right. You have fear. You have control. Double you have damage. Double placement options. Double present placement options. You can even get so two good. power cards when you reclaim. It's amazing. So your scaling is really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, because guess what? They're fast. So can Thunderspeaker be. So. Yep, and you can move along with the Dahan when they get moved, so you can keep up pace when they're exploring all your lands, and you can deal heavy-hitting blows. That's one of the coolest sights to see is the traveling Dahan yep. Thunderspeaker army on the board. I love yep. seeing that when Laura it's plays It's cool when you have, like, this raiding party. Yeah, there's just, like, five of them carrying her. Now, buyer beware, it is true that you could mismanage Thunderspeaker and do quite poor. Thunderspeaker has terrible range, and if you are not perfectly good going where you need to go and getting out of there when you need to get out of there, you can do quite poorly. You're saying this because you know I'm trash at Thunderspeaker no. and you're calling me out. <laughs> I get it. I'm bad. I'm saying. I gotta say one thing real quick. Alright, so <laughs> there is an achievement on Steam to like win a game with every spirit. So I was like texting yeah. Ryan. I'm like, oh, I gotta do Thunderspeaker. <laughs> Easy mode. I played no adversary. I played literally the base difficulty and yeah. barely won. I was one flight away from losing. I am so bad at the spirit. <laughs> My point that I was getting at was Fangs and Wildfire I think are a bit easier to fulfill their intended role okay. better, more consistently than Thunderspeaker could. But Thunderspeaker, if done well, will outperform all the others. Yes, but it is tricky. But I want to caution you. Don't think that you can just walk and be like, okay, I'm just going to play this without having to think at all and I'm just going to dominate. You got to think. You got to strategize. You got to make it work. It's not but like Keeper. if you do it well, you yeah. will get rewarded with arguably the highest damage dealing spirit in the entire game. Like, you said keeper you can just place two presents every single turn yep. and it's kind of like dummy proof yep. thunder speaker you gotta think about yep it's not dummy proof but it's worth it mm. it's worth it and you can deal stupid high damage so you can be like a big windshield wiper just going across the island yeah with that raiding party that we described and just clearing boards clearing boards. wiping off plastic oh it's great it is fantastic so there you go the top five trickster ocean base river Base Lightning, Lure, Fangs, Green, Wildfire, and Thunderspeaker. Honorable mention of Keeper and Serpent. And the bottom five, Shifting Memory, Base Shadows, Mist, Base Earth, and Serpent. How interesting. I think it's a solid list. And like we said, that Serpent is really interesting. Yep. All right, let's go to Board Game Geek, see what we got. All right, so, Squishy Platypus. <laughs> <laughs> so, that sounds like a Reddit name. That doesn't sound like a Board Game Geek name. Says <clears throat> that the simplest answer is Thunderspeaker, because they're all about wiping the invaders out in the Ravage phase, and very good at clearing out an inland area to prevent explorers, which is the best way to deal with a barrage of overlapping invader cards. Base Earth really struggles because with so few cards and a serious lack of usable offense in their unique powers, they really have to rely on YOLO major powers and hope desperately to find something that has enough punch to do the job without hitting any elemental threshold. Because Earth is terrible at elemental thresholds. I tend to win by spamming fear-causing cards like Rain of Blood and Paralyzing Fright if I win at all. 
I 100% yeah. agree, especially with the overlapping invader cards. That is the best feeling ever. And I love picking up Paralyzing Frights. Oh. <laughs> when you clear out a land and they were going to that land twice in a turn for oh, like yeah. a Ravage and an Explorer and you cleared it so that neither happened. What a oh. good feeling. You feel like you're one-upping the Oh, adversary. it's so great. Like I'm it's so great. And base Earth, I 100% get it. And for the exact same reason. Sure. You know, defense is good, but the thing is, is the lack of all the offense cards that that are high damage and without Dahan make it so that like they say here your reliance on major power draws is going to be quite higher than usual in order to get the success that you need of course to match the pace against Brandenburg Prussia I agree Aaron comes in and says, I don't see why Serpent is getting so many votes for it not being good against Brandenburg Prussia. I agree. Elemental Aegis and Serpent Rouses in Anger are perfect against Brandenburg Prussia. And it's true. Their second innate will allow them to damage bad guys in every single land in the game, potentially. Hey, guess what's really useful? You know, <laughs> damaging all the lands. Yeah. You might need some help to get there that fast. Sure, sure. But say you are playing with green or unrelenting growth. Things could happen right. in a game where you are able to grow more than you typically are. Right. And so being able to move towns, damage them because of that power, really useful. T. Ips comes in and says, I don't think I'll be able to vote on this one. Oh. One of the reasons I like this adversary is that almost all the spirits get to do what they do best. Huh. Brandenburg Prussia doesn't do any extra damage, so defenders are great. Mm -hmm. They don't have extra build options or migration, so control can prevent both build and ravage. They have no additional health, so damage works nicely too. Mm. They have fewer fear cards, so despite less rounds, a fear victory and high-level fear cards are just as possible. Huh. Honestly, I haven't felt at much of a disadvantage with those that are supposed to start a bit slower. Usually, you'll have them ready to do more than enough during rounds four to eight if you focus on growth. You may sometimes blight a bit more during the early phase three card, perhaps, but after that, you're doing just as fine as the rest of the crew. The playing field is more even, so it's a nice way to compare and contrast the spirits. It's only after 30 games that they have become a bit mundane, but because of the extreme extremely simple rule set, they are a great way to increase the difficulty of other adversaries when combining them. Oh, that's a good point. Yep. Yeah, I constantly see battle reports with players who are using Brandenburg Prussia as the second one. Okay. I'll see things all the time. Oh, I went up against France and Brandenburg Prussia. Oh, I went up against High Level Hasberg and Brandenburg because Prussia. Oh, just, I went up against Russia and BP. They're just <laughs> taking out invader cards. That's yep. all they're doing. James comes in to say, I don't really know if I have strong enough opinions on every spirit to vote in these polls. It tends to mirror my opinions on the spirits more generally, which is, there are a few outliers that are simply too powerful in most cases. Keeper, Green, Thunderspeaker. Mm -hmm. One that is too weak is Base Shadows, although aspects do enough to bring them into the general power level. So it'd be nice if we could just ignore them as an option for these things entirely. No one should ever be playing Base Shadows. It is a strictly worse version of Reach. Anyway, there's a huge middle of the pack where it's all dependent on the adversary whether they are weak or strong. But Prussia has no opinions about anything either. Mm. They don't care about any particular token. They don't have a favorite piece. They don't have a favorite action. They have one signature move. The early stage three card. I do like them for that though. I would say Prussia six is where their uniquenesses really start to take off. Agreed. Getting hit with four ravages on turn two is a lot 
to deal with. Then, spirits like Serpent can shine in their ability to start the game off strong, defending huge amounts of lands. The bigger the island, the more disgustingly powerful a position they'll be able to find stopping 6 plus ravages at times even. People get so fixated on getting to awaken Serpent that they overlook the powerful defense and utility slumbering Serpent provides. That's what we said! That's exactly what we said. And I know we're into James's comments, but I want everyone to be aware that James plays Shadows a lot. Just in the comments that we yep. have read. Knowing the context of who is speaking. Know the context of who this person is. They yep. know Shadows better than anyone. Yep. So I think that is just something to keep in I've mind. I actually refer people when I see questions. I'm like, go right this way. Ask this person. Tag the name. Yeah. If yeah. someone would have an answer for you, they would have it. Within the community, I think they know Shadows best. Yep. Anyway, <clears throat> back to the quote. So for uniquely good versus Prussia's power move, Serpent. Other outliers. This is one of the typically quote-unquote weak spirits. Better matchups similar to Russia, Prussia doesn't do a lot to disturb the value of a build denial via explorer control. Mm. So fangs, shadows, lure get to do their thing. Shadows level 2 and 8 getting to constantly prevent two builds in the fast phase? Beautiful. Their Concealing Shadows plus Favors Called Do combo can usually take the inland town, and if you're lucky, they'll build a city there too. Hmm. Maybe shove an extra town and some explorers in there to use the full 8 damage counterattack. Ugh, lovely. Fang's incredibly fast high damage start to wipe out the inland town and maybe take the center of the board? Also great. So I like how susceptible to early containment they are. As I talk about the game more and more, I'm trying to come up with good terms for these general strategies. Containment being taking down or moving inland structures quickly so that explorers start naturally failing without more intervention from the spirits. Russia tends to be weak to containment as well, with no rules to constantly cheat builds into existence or added snags like double explorers. Sweden ends up weak to late containment, Mm. but those jerks get to start so strong with two cities and three towns that the effect is very muted. Other points that you can counter Prussia. Love the Blight. You're going to take it, so if you're going to be wallowing in it, you may as well enjoy it. Like Vengeance. With them, you can really have a nice time. Overall, I feel like most spirits will find themselves able to enact their unique game plan and do what they're designed to do versus Prussia. The only thing that might be a bit weaker than average are the super long-term game plans, like drafting unrelenting growth. But often, all spirits have greedy and tempo-focused game plans and can make the adjustment to the ruthless efficiency Prussia presents. Even spirits that are setup heavy like Starlight. I found success against Prussia due to how quickly they can grab a major and decide this is me now. That is one of my favorite things about Starlight. Yep. It's just like drafting an early major and then I'll pick these elements from now on for the elemental threshold. It is kind of fun. Prussia is less about the spirit you are, but cares far more about do you understand your spirit? Hmm. Do you know an optimized opening? They're fast, so you really can't afford to piddle around and waste potential. You need to use every drop, but I can't think of a spirit in the game incapable of rising to that challenge. Except maybe Mist, but there's also the only spirit I'm never comfortable on. Which is more of a me thing than a Mist thing, I'll grant, but their linger about and farm fear strategy definitely is a bit harder to bring from long term to Prussia viable when you have so few turns in the game total. Oh, good comment, James. Mm -hmm. I agree with pretty much everything you said. Yeah. Yeah, Except I, for the last bit, but you gave yourself a very convenient and necessary Yeah, if you're not super strong in a spirit, <laughs> <laughs> you can be like, ah, maybe it's just me. And I like that they're willing to say that. Yep. Pandemonium Heart comes in again and says, Prussia, 
It comes up, and a little voice in the back of my mind yells, Gotta go fast! Yes! Sonic! <laughs> it's a nice testing ground adversary, with its simplicity, which also means that there isn't much it specifically counters or is countered by. Mm. Pretty much any spirit can probably manage alright, though offense is usually king here. It does the job quite well as the simplest adversary. To add to the serpent discourse, it can probably also do just fine against Brandenburg Prussia. But since a lot of the fun of Serpent is Awakening, which you won't be able to do in most Brandenburg Prussia matchups, I don't want to play the matchup even as a Serpent main. Yeah, it's not going to be as fulfilling as you were saying. Yeah, because you play Serpent to like help out the team, Yep. but then it's my turn in late game to go off and go boom boom, Yep. but you really can't against Brandenburg Prussia. It's viable, but I understand it not being super fun. Yep. Mads comes in and says, Brandenburg Prussia is a great opponent for new players. Everybody knows that. The reason is that Brandenburg Prussia adds difficulty without adding complexity, which is great. There's basically nothing new from having no adversary at all to having Brandenburg Prussia active, except for setup and escalation. In my group, we consider Brandenburg Prussia level 3 as a standard game. It prevents some challenge, as opposed to having no adversary at all, with some relatively experienced players. Without the need for remembering extra health or damage or gather or post-build or extra things like that. So for <laughs> players that struggle with remembering effects such as these, Brandenburg Prussia is great. I personally think that Brandenburg Prussia's six levels can be divided into three tiers. Level zero and one is the let's see what an escalation effect is tier. Generally, I only play at this level with new players after their first game or two and never if no new players are present. Tier two is the level two through five range, which I call... This is what Brandenburg Prussia actually does. Agreed. Tier. Great for players who want to try out new spirits in a controlled environment. And then Brandenburg Prussia level 6 is what I call the... Okay, we gotta handle four lands in turn one tier. (laughs) (laughs) Which I generally find to be too annoying and require spirit selection. So I rarely play Brandenburg Prussia level six. By spirit selection, what I mean by that is that I wouldn't play as Earth against BP level six because I know I have no chance to handle those four lands. So the choice of adversary, quote unquote, hinders me from playing some spirits. Out of my 210 games, Flex, 89... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 89 have been against Brandenburg Prussia, eight of which at my self-defined tier one, two of those at my self-defined tier three, and the remaining 79 games at my self-defined tier two. So between levels two and five of Brandenburg Prussia, the majority of those games being somewhere about level three or four. Okay. I've lost four of those 89 games with the following spirits, the combination of Shadow and Keeper, Bringer by themselves, Mist by themselves, and the combination of Ocean and Bringer. Interesting. What I like most about Brandenburg Prussia is that I feel any spirit can be played and do well against them at Tier 2. So people can choose whatever spirit they want to without getting punished. So it is great for learning new spirits. By the way, love the podcast. (gasps) Thanks, Mads. Thanks, buddy. I do agree with your closing statement, though. I think it's actually really important to have an adversary that you can start that doesn't require you to change who you are. Yeah, I I think it's really important for new players. agree where this adversary really kind of warps the gameplay so much where they're just kind of not fun for me. I understand that maybe they're not quote-unquote the hardest or whatever, but they're just not fun for me to play when I'm playing this game. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit longer game, like I said in the last episode, so yep. I don't want to go turn one, stage level three. That's just not right. fun for me. Yep. Mr. Wolf comes back and says, Brandenburg Prussia, the OG. Well, in short, 
<laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> well, in short, I don't like this adversary very much. Since it's awfully vanilla, games will be much shorter with harder starts, but after that, there will be a lot of very basic gameplay. If you crush them early, there's not much they can do to recover. True. That changes, though, on levels 5 and 6, because there's literally no respite from the start. Let's focus on the normal levels for us mortals. <laughs> and of course, as always, games from 2 to 6 spirits. So for shorter games with harder starts and lots of explorers, the best you can do is a quick explosive spirit. Someone who can eat or move explorers, a generalist support who has build prevention, or some early damage, or a strong mid-game spirit which doesn't need much to develop early. Because of shorter games, the carry, or the late bloomer, spirits can't get to their full potential, while all other spirits also can't really develop their build and use the most fun powers and combos. I prefer longer games because of that. Hey, mm-hmm. you do too, John. Uh, me too. There are several quote-unquote exploits to deal with Prussia since they are so basic in their development. They have a lot of towns early, but if the explore card doesn't hit that, they explore and can develop only from normal explorations from levels 1 to 6. If you somehow manage to destroy the towns or avoid their lands, the poor Prussians really only tickle, but they tickle on a lot of lands. Usage of Dahan, at least in the early game, is imperial to successfully crush the Prussians, since you can clear most of the lands with a defend 2 and using just 1 or 2 Dahan. Mm. They're also much more event dependent than other adversaries, since a few beasts in the right lands can severely damage their simple but fast strategy, or can just annihilate you with plus 1 explorer or towns to cities cards. The events where you need to pay energy, helped by elements, can also give you an insane boost or end your game in one wrong card draw, since there isn't any energy to spare. True. I think this adversary is very swingy and can feel unrewarding since you can get stuff like fear or even something like a few bonus towns can really swing the board, and you can't really do much about it. There really isn't much of a mid-game with Prussia, since the end game comes so fast. <laughs> that's, that's what we were saying. Yeah. But end game entirely depends on how successful you were early. The problem is only that the end game comes so much quicker than usual. And if you don't plan for it and or don't get at least some good cards and synergies or you get screwed by events, you have to fight the invaders full force with only sticks and stones. Everything is like on razor's edge. I agree. It really is. Yeah, you're on the edge of that cliff. If you get overwhelmed early, there usually isn't much of a way out since you can't reliably get to the major powers or other strategies for clearing entire lands. On the other hand, if you cleared out a few towns and avoided cities, it's free real estate. Nice. The games with Prussia can sometimes feel so trivial that it becomes boring, while other times it's completely hopeless from turn two onwards. Or you think you'll win, but then realize there's just one more stage two card until the end and you go cry under a shower. (laughs) This all may sound harsh, but I think that for anyone who enjoys the RPG aspect of Spirit Island, the build your own spirit kind of gameplay, these fast games may feel more of a challenge scenario than a real big game. That's interesting. I do agree that at times BP can feel like a scenario more than an adversary. I think I agree with that, but I've never thought about it like that. No, I like that. That said, we slash I sometimes do play Prussia and general opinion of spirits is that you can avoid a lot by just pushing the lone explorers and destroying towns. There's also just one city on each board. So if you work with your team to clear off one board of towns or cities, the stage two escalation is useless. The explorers themselves can easily be moved away so that they don't build, at least in the first few turns anyway. You should also use the 
first few turns of respite to get ready before that stage 3 card ruins your day. That, again, depends entirely on luck if you manage to clean or move off at least a few explorers and those lands are cleared fully, you don't have to worry about anything. I don't think there's a single spirit that really excels against them. And Okay, well, maybe Thunderspeaker and Wildfire and, and Lure. <laughs> <laughs> you just contradicted yourself. <laughs> it's funny. Let them have it. Okay. But the spirits are good versus Prussia as long as they are early game spirits with good early powers. Even if you sacrifice a bit of growth and development for it. Especially a few aspects like Travel River, Mighty Earth, Madness and Reach Shadows, and a few support cards like Exaltation of Molten Stone, Boon of Vigor, Mantle of Dread, Gift of Proliferation, Boon of Storm of Development, Draw the Fruitful Earth, Softly Beckon Ever Inward, Flames Fury, Lightning Spoon. These cards can really change the early game. Mm-hmm. Yep. With something to do to prevent a lot of the builds from the start, i.e. green or sharp fangs, or clear the explorers and towns quickly, like Trickster, who can use literally everything versus them and can recycle powers and get free energy with Let's See What Happens, there's also not a lot of fear to get through. So getting a bit of fear really can't hurt. So Bringer or Many Minds... Hmm. Free for our destruction early is through defense and Dahan. So spirits that can utilize that are strong. I think in a small team game, free drowning can also be great. Since Ocean can use these fast explorers and get a lot of energy out of them. Since just a few mages early can really matter. Also, if you have some spirits who can move stuff around, Ocean is always godly versus any adversary. Also, any fast addition or prevention tokens are amazing out here. So that'd be like Wild's Tokens of Badlands. Yeah. Since there's just a bit of stuff to prevent everywhere and for power cards, one should generally look for something fast and useful right about now! Now! <laughs> like push one explore or gather two or maybe one to do damage. Otherwise, speed is the trick. You can sacrifice your growth easily if you can prevent just one or two more explorers from sniffing around your island and any small boon you can get, you should grab it and don't even think about letting it go. If you manage to scrape enough energy together quickly, dump your slowest card for a major with damage and don't ever look back. Element strategies are something nice here, but not necessary if you don't get them. Since you look for effectiveness on the card, rather than the entire combination and build of your spirit, like with pretty much any other adversary or scenario. That's why I think Earth can still be quite effective despite its slowness since it can dump the accumulated energy for nice early majors, not caring about any elements, to clear of the once coastal city and anything you miss, and it can also use Dahan, by the way. Example of one spirit that is actually pretty decent against Prussia, despite being the late explosion they are, is our beautiful Volcano. Just sacrifice your presence almost every turn and you can clean off anything in range. Together with your excellent early powers, which you can also dump for a major when you get enough energy from you supporting others. I guess you won't enjoy being a little smoky boy, but it's going to be mighty effective since you're still removing presence from your presence track. You also get one of the best early boosting support powers, Exaltation of Molten Stone, a support power that can give you and your ally energy for the bonus nice. of plus one range for this turn, which can be incredibly helpful early when often one range can mean a difference between a build and never heard from again. Another non-obvious decent strategy is also Blazing Starlight, which focuses on strong early wind, stone, fire, plant, beast, and even moon innates, and can ping off anything for two damage as a growth option. It sucks to be behind because of this, but it's blazingly effective. You can also reload other fool's hands with 
with Boon of Reimagining, and any veteran Spirit Island player knows that for most spirits, not reclaiming is usually even better than one presence of growth. Since the quote-unquote better, growth options usually come with growth and other benefits. Mm. Don't even try the carries or the late bloomers. Snake, Keeper, Memory, and any major or combo strategy for other spirits since you won't get to bloom. There isn't much late here except level one, but Bowden, i.e. Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares, shines with only nine fear cards there. Or don't bother with setting up the board with someone like Mist or Vengeance, despite them having nice early support cards, since it's going to be too late when it's all set up to suffocate or burn. Also, prolonging the game with Stones or Earth's Resilience isn't exactly useful, since you will lose long before Blight starts to matter. It's also okay to Blight the Island. Maybe you even get a boost out of it. Vengeance! Also, healing of the land usually doesn't matter, since it's better to prevent the builds than to defend the Ravage, unless they're a Dahan to fight for you. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Yeah, Jonah comments here in response to Mr. Wolf, saying, Serpent is great against high-level Brandenburg Prussia. It's one of the few spirits who has a consistent answer to the early stage 3 card, and it absolutely does not need to wake up to win. When talking about Mr. Vengeance, though, neither of those spirits needs to set up to win. The early overlap Brandenburg Prussia creates is actually very good for Vengeance, to be honest. You get the blight in the lands you want to target and then just farm. So I think, like we've been saying, you think late game bloomers, Uh like Mr. Wolf was talking about, and you instantly think, oh, Brandenburg Prussia fast? They must be a bad spirit against the adversary. So I like how Jonah is being, alright, let's try it though. You think bad, but actually the area of effect defense is so powerful as we talked about. It is. So I think maybe try out things maybe you're not initially comfortable with, but they could be really good. Mm -hmm. I see the emotion behind it. It does make sense that the late bloomers aren't going to do well. I totally get that emotion. But I think there's still some weapons that they might have that aren't going to be the worst. I guess I'm going to have to prove it someday, but Mist isn't as slow as the public lexicon would make you believe. I can't wait to have our Fear Spirits (laughs) (laughs) episode. But there you go with all of Board Game Geek's inputs. Let's switch over to the Reddit. Reddit! Samoa Cheesecake. Oh, that sounds good. I want Samoa. I love Samoa cookies from the Girl Scouts. Yes, but I want Samoa cheesecake. (laughs) You're cheesy. (laughs) Isn't that what they're talking about? As a data point, Cheesecake is great, but do you want to see even better than some cheesecake? Samoa. Samoa cheesecake. (laughs) All right, let's get it. Okay, as a data point. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, cheesecake. I played all spirits solo against BP level six. I got wins with Ocean. Rampant Green, Keeper Stone, and Memory. The main question for me about Brandenburg Prussia is who has the greatest potential to trade in long-term value for short-term dominance? Mm. I think the answer is Shifting Memory. We've spoken on that. We did. Normally choosing not to add presence early would stunt your growth, but against Brandenburg Prussia doesn't matter as much. So Shifting Memory can instead almost completely subdue the invaders by playing two majors with thresholds on turn three. Yeah. That's insane. Those other spirits to me just seem like super powerful spirits. Shifting memory is the one that can hit unusually hard, unusually early by sacrificing future value. Yep, I Um, agree. Yeah. You're just dependent on those cards. I just need to get more comfortable with playing shifting memory. Yep. So. It can be done. For me, it's a consistency issue. Yeah. You know. It's that chance thing for me. Trickster in the same way. You know, that I was looking at Trickster with the same lens. Mm Mm-hmm. 
T-Rex Jesus. Ooh. I am currently doing a playthrough of All Spirits True Solo against BP levels 1 through 6 hey. until a loss at any level. Started tracking scores and it's fun to create a baseline. So far, I've played with Fangs, Ocean, Vitality Earth, and Madness Shadows. Fangs loss on level 6. Ocean victory against level 6. Vitality loss on level 3. Oh. That's worse. (laughs) Shadows with Madness, victory against level six. I'm planning on doing with all the spirits that I have thus far. So I have the base game, Branch and Claw, and a print and play of Wildfire. And we'll report back then when I'm done in a couple months. Shadows with Madness aspect is one of my favorite spirits. The free Mm. strife every turn is a game changer and makes Dahan counterattacks a hugely viable strategy, even without defensive powers. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that becomes your defensive power. You just grow, and then, hey, free strife. Earth's vitality was just too slow for me to keep up with Brandenburg Prussia. I'm sure I could beat it at level 3 and higher if I tried again, but that's not what I'm doing with its experiments. Gotcha. T-Rex Jesus is staying true to what their experiment setup is. I respect that. I'm doing that with my solar You're doing this as well. Yep. Many windmills comments. Hey. A. Might be an oddball pick, but I actually like Finder of Paths Unseen to go toe-to-toe with Brandenburg Prussia. This this is oh. the first we've heard of Finder. <laughs> a top track focus Finder. You don't know what you just did. I know. You've, <laughs> you've opened Pandora's box. We're instantly friends now, Mini Windmills. <laughs> I love Finder. A top track focus Finder. So that is a lot of the energy yep. bonus, obviously, for a top track Finder. Quickly becomes a major power user. And shuffling the invaders into one land, this yep. spear can wreck with one damage major. Yep. All before the invader deck runs out. Yep. Again, a little chancy. Because sometimes you don't pick Briny Deep, yep. but dude, I remember seeing you like, "Where is Briny Deep?" I've had those games. So I'm just like, I keep getting non-damage cards. <laughs> I remember you found Jungle Hunger. He's like, "I'll take it." Okay. <laughs> All towns, perfect. I'll use it. <laughs> I'll use it <laughs> again. Sometimes you just need the right luck against Brandenburg Prussia. Yep. You need the chips yep. to align. I'd rather be on BGG. <laughs> <laughs> what a name! What a great okay, name. I'd rather be on BGG. Says. Keeper is my top pick based on the following. Brenberg has two tricks. They are fast and they drop an extra town a couple of times, but you get a lot of control over where they actually go. Disrupt the explore build ravage cycle yep. and they have nothing. Yep. Spreading wilds. Ryan, you spoke on this. Yep. Pushes explorers and spits out wilds tokens so it's a hard counter. Mm-hmm. Sacrosanct Wilderness either puts out a wilds token or deals two damage in a land that has one. This ladder can be used to solve the stage to escalation. Just put a town on top of wild token then instantly destroy it it's gone the main problem with Brandenburg Prussia is speed and is very likely that one or more terrains will come up twice relatively soon right you want something that kills everything in such a land just after it has explored for the second time either in that turn slow phase or the next fast phase mm-hmm. towering wrath could conceivably oh, yeah. do this as could several mid cost major powers which keeper can get and mm. pretty early right and we had talked how keeper can Turn on the jets really quick, and a lot right. of their innates and card plays kind of counter a lot of what BP does. Using Sacrosanct Wilderness to counter the escalation is just perfect. Oh, it's Because it's just one thing, bam, gone. Taken care of. Right. Violin Johnny. Fast spirits do well since Prussia is basically just the base game, but a little faster, mm-hmm. and have no other tools except for the escalation to get more pieces on the board other than the standard cycle. I find Wildfire does great since oh. they can quickly 
clear out the inner lands. Yes. Before the stage three card and can have their board in a state that the invaders very early stop exploring or building. Right. Teed, yay! Hey! Teed, yay! Teed, yay! Teed, yay! I like teed, yay. <laughs> Whichever. I know it's TDA probably, but I just like saying, yay! <laughs> As with most adversaries, Thunder and Lightning are a very strong pick for two-player games. Yep. Never mind defense, never mind cleanup with Prussia. There's no time. Just yeah, rush really. in and <laughs> smash stuff up. Yep. And again, we it's have... Like a bull in a china shop. That's another great two-player combo. Yep. It is another... It really is true, though. You do not have time to clean up. Just Just blow attacking. everything up. And yep. both those are very destructive spirits. Eric Seablade says, I really like Lord of the Deep Wilderness for this. The plays Mm. quotation opening, so bottom track, that involves repeated use of softly beckon can really cripple Prussia since they don't have any bonus cities on the board. Right. Or any way to build if their explorers are moved. That card is such a magnet for so many bad guys. And you vacuum them away from so many places into one spot. It's two of each. I know. It's incredible. And you can get some beasts in there to do some damage. Oh, as a river player, I love it. Nick is my name, says, not sure what level you're playing at, but Lightning and Earth are really straightforward and strong against Brangberg Prussia. Your first ever game was ah, Lightning and Earth. I think was. that's so cool. Yeah, Lightning made the top five and Earth made the bottom five. Ah, see, <laughs> like we've stated in other people, defense is actually not that bad. Yeah. Anyway, the idea is explorers come out, build a town so Lightning can nuke the town and Earth can double stack and defend three everywhere else. Right. In the mid game, you can stack extra defense as Earth or just blow up cities as Lightning. I don't think they are the strongest spirits against Brandenburg, Prussia, but the gameplay is about as clean and clear as it gets. Yep. The biggest struggle you'll have is actually winning the game before the timer runs out, so Mm. be sure to pick up some major powers along the way. And probably sooner rather than later. Yeah, definitely. Because the last thing you want to do is get a good major and use it once. Yeah. You know? You need to use it a couple times against Brandenburg, Prussia. Elijah Feria? Sorry if I mispronounce your name. I had a pretty low-stress victory against Brandenburg Prussia 6 with Rampart Green and Wildfire the other day. Yes! Our pairing! Woo! Yes! Yes, yes! (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Obviously, they're a great pair and are able to deal with three to four lands per turn if you manage their presence and blight thoughtfully. Flames Fury on green with higher-level creepers is a beautiful thing. That's what we did. Yeah, I mean, every time I can get an extra damage was awesome with that. It makes a very big difference. Oh, yes. Doing one damage now kills a town. Yeah. And you can get level one of that innate really quick. Yeah, basically turn one or two, you can Mm -hmm. get it. I ended up winning in the fast phase before flipping the last invader card. Turn seven. Nice job. For us, it was like, what, turn... Five or six? I think it might have been turn six, but who's counting? We did better, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Nice game, nice game, just kidding. (laughs) The competitiveness in me comes out. It's a cooperative game, John. John, we're cooperative. We're a loving community. I'm sorry. I'm not teabagging on anyone. I'm not playing Call of Duty. Aw, don't alienate. I'm sorry, I love you. Thanks for commenting. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Oh, that's great. I'm not that smart. Oh, I think you're smart. They well, let's said. see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all judgment. <laughs> I find River to be quite strong. They're smart. There we They're go. They're smart. Okay. I love River. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The standard car play heavy approach reaches a very strong point pretty quickly. And with Boon of Vigor, your partner can get flushed with yeah. energy, allowing them to lean into majors or card plays. Yep. I don't think you're dumb at all. I think you're pretty smart. <laughs> I was kidding. No, I'm just kidding too. 
Temp Gamer JMG. Ooh. Base foursome. So just base spirits only. Okay. Snake. But Serpent wasn't in the base. Ooh, Pro Impact 1. <laughs> I know what they mean. I'm just trying to be bad. With, including Pro Impact 1. Snake. Vital Strength of the Earth. Green and River wins pretty easily almost every time. Hmm. Snake lets Earth play two in the first turn, which in turn lets you draw Fruitful Earth and Ritual of Destruction while getting two Gifts of Proliferation. Yeah, that specific combo is actually really good. Is it kind of broken, sounds like? That's two Gifts? One. Well, draw the Fruitful Earth into Ritual of Destruction is so great because Rituals of Destruction gets bonus damage mm-hmm. if you have enough to haunt. So let me go gather them really quick, which is precisely what Draw the Fruitful Earth does. And then those elements let you trigger Earth's Innate, which mm-hmm. can let another player repeat a card. And then we're repeating the strongest card in the game. Yep. Awesome. River then gets energy and lets Snake absorb presence easily so you can get Awakened Snake before Stage 3 even comes up? What? I want to try this now. That sounds before amazing. Stage 3 comes up, but you start at Stage 3. I think they meant the second part of Stage 3. No, I know. I'm still trying to be but <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting combo, and I like these game-breaking things. We're going to have to try some of these tricks of the trade. Yeah, trays. I kind of want to try that, actually. <gasps> USS Gordon Captain 2! Yes! Yes! They're back! Where's Gordon back. Captain 1? Did they kill the first captain? I don't know. And took their place? He was such a great poker player, even though he cheated. <laughs> he cheated! <laughs> he kept cards up his sleeve! <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm saluting right Stop now. Stop saluting the first captain. We're on captain two. Eddie's. All right. Any spirit will do fine against Prussia. Prussia is less about who you play and how you play it. Yep. The first thing to realize is that Prussia has one real condition, running out of cards in the deck. Mm-hmm. Prussia is okay at causing blight, but blight is more of a distraction to make it hard for other spirits to win mm-hmm. than their primary win condition. The other thing to note about Prussia is to make sure you know your exact first four moves. Realize that calculating out your opening is key to success. You gotta, yeah. You gotta be planning. We've had feedback like that too. Just just like with what Mr. Wolf said, if your early game was really bad, your late game is going to be like, Ugh. you got to start off But if you did perfectly. ace in your early game, you're going to flow really well into a most likely successful late game. The captain finishes by saying, Prussia is fairly easy, and to be honest, difficulty 10 is high. Difficulty 9 is probably more accurate. Once you remember to focus on winning rather than not losing, Prussia 6 is dramatically easier. I think there's still 10. It felt hard. This is like one of those things where if you are accustomed to the ridiculous cheese that Russia can get to, or maybe Habsburg, yeah. playing these guys at the same difficulty That's feels true. a little bit Fine. different. Fine, maybe they would be nine. They're just not my favorite. Too fast. Mm-hmm. Tentative Frey. Hey, Yeah, I know. Another one. Serpent is surprisingly good versus Brandenburg Prussia because Aegis is a built-in easy answer for oh, turn yes. to Ravage, while its gift cards are an excellent way to help an ally handle their own board for the fast start. Yeah. Serpent doesn't need to wake up to be effective with major power, so while it won't be getting to five card plays, 12 energy a turn, Mm -hmm. it can still get strong enough to handle Prussia's late game. And that's something I really think is important. People think you need to wake up. Well, here's the thing. Serpent is widely renowned for their ridiculous late game. Mm -hmm. It is true. And when you have such a crazy late game, it is natural to feel that, oh, it will be so fulfilling if I can get there and use 
it. And almost I need to get there to be right. useful. But the thing is, is you still have really good tools in your kit to be an effective spirit, even if you don't get to that ridiculous late game. Mm-hmm. Just because you have a fantastic late game doesn't mean you can't have a fantastic early or mid game in other things. Don't let the fantastic late game overshadow the capabilities that your character has early on. It's like a mirage. You just like want and yeah. grab at it, you know? And I understand it, and it is so fulfilling. Trust me, I get it. The cheese that you can get to is great. You've seen it. But you don't need that cheese to win. Mm. You can use some of the milder cheese that isn't as sharp and still win. <laughs> a nice camembert. Yeah. <laughs> a good monster. Yeah, exactly. Something yeah. milder. A yeah. mozzarella. Yeah. All right. Felix <laughs> Factory says, hi there. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, General we, Kenobi. we need to have more prequel <laughs> quotes. Oh, the prequels gave us so many memes. I hate sand. <laughs> it's rough. Course. Course. Gets it's everywhere. Irritating. Mm. Oh, and it gets everywhere. Gets everywhere. Anyway. This is romantic dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if you're thinking of solo play. I happened to play Brandenburg Prussia last night with Volcano and Fractured Days. Just last night? Just last night? Wow. <laughs> 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 this happened yesterday. <laughs> Whenever they wrote this. A first turn poor time sideways combined with Volcano's fast phase clearing of three to four spaces on oh, their board hey. set up one of the easiest wins I've had in recent memory. That could actually work. I didn't think about that. If we're talking about cheese, we also need to remember Fracture Days, days yeah. to get some of the cheesiest cheese. Right. It's true. So that can Just be the ridiculously lactic. Because <laughs> their cards are so wonky, you can do some crazy things with right. them. Right. And then obviously the support and eights can make other people do cheesy things. Right. Last comment. Tilted Libra. I wonder if they're a Gemini. (laughs) I think it's a cancer. Probably they're a cancer. (laughs) Ocean loves Brandenburg Prussia because it gets energy even faster, more to drown. Yeah. Green can help you match speed and stop builds. Yep. And you need to play them with a spirit that can handle early board control. Downpour is a great choice. They can defend in multiple spots, but also wipe places out easily by repeating the right cards. Yep. Ah, I do love me some downpour. Kind of another, like, whatever you pull, so it's kind of chancy. You need a good major that you can repeat and spam. Seriously. But if you do, like you said, pull Reign of Blood. Game over. Game over. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Those are the Reddit comments. Right on. Hold on, I gotta pee! And I'm back. Wow. By the power of editing. (laughs) Thanks, editing, Ryan. Okay. That was a lot of fun. I like seeing these faces again. And boy, you can see now what I meant when I was talking about how when a spirit is known to be slow, yeah. people will automatically be predispositioned against them. They so shove just... their spirit tile to the side. Right, right. And so it's like, before you do that, just like take a magnifying glass and let's examine the actual truths, not the implications of social influences that we are used to. So-and-so is slow. So-and-so is not damaging enough or whatever like It's like judging a book by its cover, honestly. Let's just take a look and see what they can do. Underneath some of the dirt on top, there's a few diamonds in the rough here. I think that is why these episodes are so beneficial, not only to us, but to our listeners who maybe hadn't thought of a certain aspect of Earth or Serpent or Mist to be good against this adversary. Mm -hmm. And I hope that other people are enlightened or at least willing to try out different spirits versus different adversaries. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't really think about this at first, but a lot 
lot of the people who commented brought this up. And I think this is one of the reasons why Brandenburg Prussia is just so perfect for a beginner player. Okay. Because yes, it's easy to understand what they do. Yes, it's easy to set them up from turn to turn and to recall how they function. But what's probably the coolest thing is that it still lets you play whatever spirit you want. Yeah. And I think that is probably, now that I think about it, the most important thing that Brandenburg Prussia does for the purposes of someone coming in and trying an adversary for the first time. Because they may be like, oh no, this is going to be like really scary, really scary. Like, no worries, fam. You don't have to remember much. There's no loss condition. The escalation effect is the easiest I've ever seen. Yeah. Keep them low. Keep them at like level two, level one even. Mm-hmm. You're going to be just fine. And you can play and as someone you already are good with. There someone is who no... you've already put some time into. You feel like you're growing with that spirit. You have like, well, I don't know who to play with and I yeah. don't know who's good against them. It's fine. You can play whoever. That is pretty beautiful where we've talked on obviously other adversaries and they right. do have a meta within them. Right. Beast users versus Russia. Blight right. users versus Habsburg. You kind of got to know the ins and outs and for a new player right. that is daunting. But guess how cool it is if you can come in and beat them at level three and this was like your third game you've ever played. Yeah. I just beat an adversary. Yeah. Look what I did. Yes. That is that confidence like yeah. that pride. That is really valuable in my opinion. Yeah. This is a good adversary for beginners mm. and the higher goes for me I just don't like the speed. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> but at the same time though with that speed comes a challenge. Yeah. So definitely you can have them the perfect entry level adversary and when you want to revisit them on hard mode like crazy hard mode yeah. they will still be there waiting for you when you want to re-engage them at your own pace. Good point. They are a good mix of they kind of can fit any type of mm-hmm. player. So you can have them come to your level and you can come to their level whenever you need to and that's one of the cool things functionally with all these you brought me back around i like them again they're a good adversary yep i do agree though that you know it's not going to be the most fulfilling game when you're fighting them at level six because like we said since time is against you you're gonna have to rush 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 rush, quick 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 (gasps) and when it's all over you can be like oh that was stressful that was (laughs) and very fast Right. So I think other adversaries would probably be more fulfilling. But like I said, in the same way, they can still keep their own identity and be approachable and they can be difficult. And that's pretty cool. Really nice. Yeah, that is cool. So thanks to everyone who commented. Right. We had a lot. A lot of comments. We did. A lot of feedback in the poll. With it feels l- like the feedback's getting more saturated, more nourishing, deeper, thicker, nuanced, more well nuanced, thought out. More thought out. Yeah. yeah. This is pretty cool stuff, guys. I really appreciate appreciate all of you who are able to participate in this and hopefully if you're listening to this we'll most likely have another survey either upcoming or active that you can participate in and so this is a lot of fun so i hope that you're having fun too every time we have one of these i feel i grow as a player yep. i learn something like oh, i like these clash of opinions yeah i didn't think about that i didn't see that combo right. i didn't see that cheese this is awesome right it's kind of cool just to see more stuff yeah whether you were the person who contributed opinion a or you were the person that contributed opinion E, mm-hmm. you can look at the other opinion and be like, huh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Actually. And I'm just being or a sponge certain, this whole time. Right. It you could be looking at certain matchups and be like, oh, huh, cool. And yes, I think your gut reactions are important to listen to. If you really don't want to play a certain spirit because your gut's telling you that's going to suck. <laughs> 
I'm not telling you ignore your gut. I'm just saying, I think it's cool to see what's out there. You know, your gut's probably telling you what your preferences are, which is fine. Yeah. But let truth be truth still. Serpent's still pretty good. Doesn't mean that you will be good with it. I might not be good with it because I might not be a good serpent player. Yeah. But it can work so that I can experiment with it. Come to the table with an open mind. Yep. And when you do so, you can have more replayability with all these various experiments. And that's what's amazing about this game. Yep. So... It's late, and we're kind of getting slap happy. So. <laughs> Is it my turn to pee? Let's stop talking about pee. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to vacate quick. But until next time, guys, in all seriousness, thank you all once thank again. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. Yep. All right, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to do so feel free to visit us on our Instagram and Facebook page. You can find me on our Facebook page at The Kindred Spirit Podcast. To get a hold of John, check out our Instagram page at the KSP 123 We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you in future episodes.